Hi, this is Brad Constantine, and this is a podcast recording of the Doctrine and Covenants of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Even though this is not an official recording of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, every effort has been made to be as doctrinally and historically accurate as possible. Every day a new section of the Doctrine and Covenants will be released. I hope that you'll visit this often and be able to share this uh, with your friends. Thank you. Hi, and welcome back to this Doctrine and Covenants podcast. This is going to be for section 57. So I'm going to read the heading first. Revelation given through Joseph Smith the prophet in Zion, Jackson County, Missouri, July 20th, 1831. In compliance with the Lord's command to travel to Missouri, where he would reveal the land of your inheritance, the elders had journeyed from Ohio to Missouri's western border. Joseph Smith contemplated the state of the Lamanites and wondered, when will the wilderness blossom as the rose? When will Zion be built up in her glory, and where will thy temple stand, unto which all nations shall come in the last days? Subsequently, he received this revelation. A little bit additional background about this section. After the close of the June 1831 conference, a revelation was given in which several missionaries were called to go to the land of Missouri, where the Lord would reveal the center place of Zion. Joseph Smith, who was called by revelation to travel with Sidney Rigdon, recorded the following after arriving in Missouri. The meeting of our brethren, Oliver Cowdery, Peter Whitmer Jr., Ziba Peterson, and Frederick G. Williams, all of whom had gone to Missouri as missionaries, who had long awaited our arrival, was a glorious one and moistened with many tears. It seemed good and pleasant for brethren to meet together in unity. But our reflections were many, coming as we had from a highly cultivated state of society in the East, and standing now upon the confines or western limits of the United States and looking into the vast wilderness of those who sat in darkness, how natural it was to observe the degradation, leanness of intellect, ferocity, and jealousy of a people that were nearly a century behind the times, and to feel for those who roamed about without the benefit of civilization, refinement, or religion. Yea, and exclaim in the language of the prophets, When will the wilderness blossom as the rose? When will Zion be built up in her glory? And where will thy temple stand, unto which all nations shall come in the last days? Our anxiety was soon relieved by by receiving the following. Before this revelation was given, the members of the church had read in the Book of Mormon about a new Jerusalem that would be located in America. Also in September 1830, the Lord had explained that the holy city would be, would be erected on the borders by the Lamanites. And finally, the Lord had promised he would reveal the exact location of the New Jerusalem. It was therefore with great joy that Doctrine and Covenants 57 was received by members of the church. And that was uh, a reading out of the uh, Institute Manual. All right, let's go ahead and get into this. Verse 1. Hearken, O ye elders of my church, saith the Lord your God, who have assembled yourselves together according to my commandments in this land, which is the land of Missouri, which is the land which I have appointed and consecrated for the gathering of the saints. The land for the city of Zion, or the New Jerusalem, was set apart from the time of creation of the earth. The land near Independence, Missouri, encompasses the area of the garden planted eastward in Eden, in which Adam and Eve were placed. We learn from Brigham Young that our God will finish his work where he commenced it, where the center place of Zion is, and where the Garden of Eden was. That was out of the Journal of Discourses. Verse 2, Wherefore, this is the land of promise and the place for the city of Zion. 
The city of Zion, the new Jerusalem to be built in Independence, Missouri, and the Jerusalem of old will be the capitals of the millennial capital of, or the millennial kingdom of Christ. The latter-day city of Zion shall be blessed with the presence of Enoch and his people who were taken to heaven without tasting death. It shall expand its borders to include all of North and South America until eventually the entire globe shall be called Zion. The prophet Joseph Smith stated, You know there has been great discussion in relation to Zion, where it is and where the gathering of the dispensation is and which I am now going to tell you. The prophets have spoken and written upon it, but I will make a proclamation that will cover a broader ground. The whole of America is Zion itself from north to south, and is described by the prophets, who declare that it is the Zion where the mountain of the Lord should be, and that it should be in the center of the land. When, it, when, elders, were, when elders shall take up and examine the whole prophecies in the Bible, <clears throat> they, shall, they will see it. Further, when Joseph first revealed the land where the saints should gather, Brigham Young explained, a woman in Canada asked if we thought that Jackson County would be large enough to gather all the people that would want to go to Zion. I will answer the question really as it is. Zion will extend eventually all over the earth. There will be no nook or corner upon the earth, but what will be in Zion, it will all be Zion. The building up of Zion began like a seed planted in parched soil. The prophet expressed dismay at the lack of civilization and leanness of intellect of the inhabitants of the surrounding regions. As the kingdom of God on earth is like the stone cut out of the mountain without hands, which rolled forth until it filled the earth, so is the beginning of the establishment of Zion, the commencement of a new covenant community that will likewise fill the earth, in which the citizens are the pure in heart. A great change was and is required for the environs of Independence, Missouri to become worthy of the divinely appointed Appalachian Zion. In time, under the direction of his prophets, the city of Zion will be built upon the foundations laid at the dawn of this dispensation. It will be Zion because it is a place of righteousness, declared the prophet Joseph Smith, and all who build thereon are to worship the true and living God, and all believe in one doctrine, even the doctrine of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Verse 3, And thus saith the Lord your God, If you will receive wisdom, here is wisdom. Behold, the place which is now called Independence is the center place, and a spot for the temple is lying westward upon a lot which is not far from the court courthouse. <clears throat> there are many stakes in Zion in which the saints will gather. However, the Lord singled out Independence, Missouri as the center place of the Millennial Kingdom. Bruce R. McConkie taught, Let Israel gather to the stakes of Zion in all nations. Let every land be a Zion to those appointed to dwell there. Let the fullness of the gospel be for all the saints in all nations. Let no blessing be denied them. Let temples arise wherein the fullness of the ordinances of the Lord's house may be administered. But still there is a center place, a place where the chief temple shall stand, a place to which the Lord shall come, a place whence the law shall go forth to govern all the earth in that day when the second David reigns personally upon the earth. And that center place is what men now call independence in Jackson County, Missouri, but which in a day to come will be the Zion of our God and the city of holiness of his people. The site is selected, the place is known, the decree has gone forth, <clears throat> and the promised destiny is assured. The temple among all houses of the Lord, the temple to be built at the center place of Zion, will stand supreme. It is destined to, constant, to consist of a complex of 24 buildings, all dedicated as houses of the Lord. The Lord revealed that the gathering to and building of the city of New Jerusalem will have its beginning at the place of the temple. 
Along with the companion temple to be built in the Jerusalem of old, this is the temple in which Isaiah's words will find fulfillment. And it shall come to pass in the last days that the mountain of the Lord's house shall be established in the top of the mountains and shall be exalted above the hills and all nations shall flow unto it. And many people shall go and say, Come ye and let us go up to the mountains of the Lord, to the house of the God of Jacob, and he will teach us of his ways and we will walk in his paths. For out of Zion shall go forth the law and the word of the Lord from Jerusalem. Further, it is at the temple in the new Jerusalem that the Lamb of that the Lamb shall stand upon Mount Zion, and with him a hundred and twenty-four or a hundred and forty-four thousand, having his Father's name written on their foreheads. The twenty-four buildings aforementioned were located on a plot map of the future city of Zion. Joseph Smith wrote the names of the temples to be built on the painted squares as represented on the plot of the city of Zion, which is now about to be forwarded thither. <clears throat> Numbers 10, 11, and 12 are to be called House of the Lord for the Presidency of the High and Most Holy Priesthood after the order of Melchizedek, which was after the order of the Son of God upon Mount Zion, city of the New Jerusalem. Numbers 7 and 8 and 9, the Sacred Apostolic Repository for the use of the bishop, Numbers 4, 5, and 6, the Holy Evangelical House for the High Priesthood of the Holy Order of God. By the way, number 5, I think, was the temple that was to be the main temple to be built. Uh, numbers 1, 2, and 3, the House of the Lord for the Elders of Zion, an ensign to the nations. Numbers 22, 23, and 24, House of the Lord for the Presidency of the High Priesthood after the Order of Aaron. <clears throat> a standard messenger to the people for the highest priesthood after the order of Aaron. Numbers 16, 17, and 18, House of the Lord for the Teachers in Zion, members, messengers to the church. Numbers 13, 14, and 15, House of the Lord for the Deacons in Zion, helps in government. Underneath must be written on each house, Holiness to the Lord. Uh, so that's all 24. The prophet Joseph Smith further instructed the saints to commence by building temple number 5, <clears throat> as the beginning of the city of Zion, which temple was very similar to that built in Kirtland, Ohio. Whether the other buildings will be built before or after the Savior returns remains to be revealed. And that was by Joseph Fielding McConkie. Verse 4, Wherefore it is wisdom that the land should be purchased by the saints, and also every tract lying in a free country, a land of liberty and of laws, guaranteeing to every man of every uh, or any westward, even unto the line running directly between Jew and meaning Lamanite, and Gentile, meaning non-Lamanite. A parcel of land containing the temple site, 63 and a quarter acres, was purchased by the church on the 19th of December, 1831, from Jones H. Flournoy for $130. The earth and all things therein are mine, declared the Lord. He has rightful title to the land of Zion. However, the saints are peacemakers who obey the laws of the land. They are to obtain legal deed to the lands, which will enable them to build up the city of Zion as they carefully gather together as much in one region as can be consistently with the feelings of the people. Here we pause for a moment, wrote the prophet Joseph Smith at a later time, to make a few remarks upon the idea of gathering to this place. It is well known that there were lands belonging to the government to be sold to individuals, and it was understood by all, at least we believed so, that we lived in a free country, a land of liberty and of laws guaranteeing to every man or any company of men the right of purchasing lands and settling and living upon them. Therefore, we thought no harm in advising the Latter-day Saints 
or Mormons, as they are reproachfully called, to gather to this place inasmuch as it was their duty, <clears throat> and it was well understood to be so, to purchase with money lands and live upon them, not infringing upon the rights of any individual or community of people, <clears throat> always keeping in view the saying, Do unto others as you would wish others to do unto you. Following also the good injunction, Deal justly, love mercy, and walk humbly with thy God. These were our motives in teaching the people or Latter-day Saints to gather together beginning at this place, and inasmuch as there are those who have had different views from this, we feel that it is a cause of deep regret, be it known unto all men that our principles concerning this thing have not been such as have been represented by those who, we have every reason to believe, are designing and wicked men that have said that this was our doctrine, to infringe upon the rights of a people who inhabit our civil and free country, such as to drive the inhabitants of Jackson County from their lands and take possession thereof unlawfully. Far, yea, far be such a principle from our hearts. It never entered into our minds, and we only say that God shall reward such in that day when he shall come to make up his jewels." The line running directly between Jew and Gentile, this expression, wrote Joseph Fielding Smith, has reference to the line separating the Lamanites from the settlers in Jackson County. At this time, the United States government had given to the Indians the lands west of the Missouri, only later to take them away again. The Lamanites, who are Israelites, were referred to as Jews, and the Gentiles were the people, many of whom were of the lawless element living east of the river. <clears throat> Verse 5. And also every trust bordering by the prairies, or every tract bordering by the prairies, inasmuch as my disciples are enabled to buy lands, behold, this is wisdom, that they may obtain it for an everlasting inheritance. <clears throat> and let my servant Sidney Gilbert, remember he's the agent, stand in the office to which I have appointed him to receive monies to be an agent unto the church to buy land in all the regions round about inasmuch as can be done in righteousness, and his wisdom shall direct. Remember, they're supposed to buy up the land, not to overtake it. And let my servant Edward Partridge, he's the bishop, stand in the office to which I have appointed him, and divide unto the saints their inheritance, even as I have commanded, and also those whom he has appointed to assist him. And those are his counselors that we talked about before. And again, verily I say unto you, let my servant Sidney Gilbert plant himself in this place and establish a store that he may sell goods without fraud, that he may obtain money to buy lands for the good of the saints, and that he may obtain whatsoever things the disciples may need to plant them in their inheritance. And also let my servant Sidney Gilbert obtain a license to be in compliance with the law, in other words. Behold, here is wisdom, and whoso readeth, let him understand that he may send goods un also unto the people, even by whom he will as clerks employed in, this, in his service. And thus provide for my saints, that my gospel may be preached unto them who sit in darkness and in the region and shadow of death, meaning spiritual darkness. And again, verily I say unto you, let my servant William W. Phelps be planted in this place and be established as a printer in, unto the church. And lo, if the world receive his writings, behold, here is wisdom. Let him obtain whatsoever he can obtain in righteousness for the good of the saints. And let my servant Oliver Cowdery assist him, even as I have commanded, in whatsoever place I shall appoint unto him in, to, co to copy and to correct and select that all things may be right before me, as it shall be provided, or as it shall be proved by the Spirit through him. In other words, Oliver is presiding over Phelps. And thus let those of whom I have spoken be planted in the land of Zion as speedily as can be with their families to do these things, 
to do those things, even as I have spoken. And now concerning the gathering, let the bishop, Bishop Partridge, and the agent, Gilbert, make preparations for those families which have been commanded to come to this land as soon as possible and plant them in their inheritance. Reference here is particularly to members of the Colesville branch who traveled into the direction of Newell Knight, obedient to the Lord's command that they relocate to Missouri. This group of saints arrived in Independence on the 25th of July, 1831. Arrangements were made for them to settle near the Big Blue River in Jackson County, approximately 12 miles west of Independence. And that was by <clears throat> Joseph Fielding McConkie. And the last verse, verse 16, And unto the residue of both elders and members further directions shall be given hereafter. Even so, amen. And so this is the first revelation that we have of the center place, the sake of Zion that will be in Jackson County, Missouri. And uh, this is what we still look forward to, is to building up independence uh, when the time is right. I bear testimony that these things are true. and say this in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. See you next time. Toodaloo. Bye.